Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Very happy to have you here today. I am very excited for this episode. This episode isn't a solo episode, but it is an interview with one of the coolest people that I have met online. Um, I met her a few weeks ago. We connected on Instagram and, and instantly the vibes were just immaculate. And you know those friends that you make and you talk to and in the first few conversations itself, you're like, oh shit, like this person gets me. We're on the same wave. We don't even have to say the things we're trying to say because mentally we're just at the same point. Um, and this is exactly how I felt with this person. So today on the podcast, I interviewed Nista Dube, who is an author. She is also a content creator online. And just honestly, overall, one of the kindest, sweetest people I have met through my online friendships. So with that, I hope you love this episode because I absolutely loved it. We spoke about escapism, the urge to run away from your problems, and everything that comes with really just doing the things that you want to do in life. So I hope you love this conversation that it feels like a little chit chat for you to listen to while you're working out, cooking, or whatever you're doing when you're listening to this episode. Let me know what you think and enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. I always do interviews thinking, oh, I'm excited for this person, but this person I'm interviewing, I'm actually so excited for. She's one of my first internet friends, and I'm so happy to be here with Nista Dubey. Hello, it's so fun to be here. I know we just did um, an episode literally days ago, and I was so excited for this one because I'm just like, when this topic came to us, I was like, wait, yes. Yes, we need to talk about it. So yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so before we get more into that, give us a little TLDR. Who is Nista Dube? Um, What has your story looked like? um, And where are you today? Yeah, so I grew up in Northern Virginia, born in India, grew up in Northern Virginia, moved here when I was like three years old, kind of did that traditional, like, go to school, you go to college, um, literally always like kind of lived in the same area, always had like the same friend group. And then I don't know. It was just really interesting because like, I would think back to like times when I was little and my parents would always be like, you were always so imaginative or you're always like putting on all these little like play pretend shows or playing teacher or playing pop star. And so I remember that Nista very well. And then I remember losing that Nista very well too, like in high school and college. And so I think when I graduated, that was right around the time of the pandemic in 2020, it was like a deep wake up call of like, like, where did that girl go? And are the actions that I'm taking right now in my life even in alignment with that person that I wanted to be? Or is this like, am I just kind of going with the bandwagon? And it felt like the latter. It felt like I was going with the bandwagon. I think when your path is meant to just innately look different and you're trying to take steps that don't align with it, like, you can feel that resistance literally within you. And so I would feel that again and again and again all throughout college. And I wouldn't be able to pinpoint what that was. Um, so pandemic rolls around, I have all this quiet space to sit and think. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe this isn't what I want to do. Cause this is when I was assuming that I would just, um, take this, the internship that I had at a local tech company, I was assuming that would just convert into a full-time thing. And I would just go with that, like, um, gradual trajectory. 
so yeah I think like I was just assuming that the tech internship would become like my full-time thing and then um I ultimately decided when I had like that time to reflect in the pandemic that it might be a good time to start building out a brand and putting out content because I was consulting with all these different like online creators I was seeing and that's when it first hit me that like I could build a career in public speaking in today's day and age which is like what I've always imagined myself doing as a child and so um that's really when like the whole content journey started and then it's just been like unfolding ever since I love that especially the part you mentioned about you resonating with parts of yourself when you were younger and then losing those all of it I feel like the older you get the more you realize that it's about reconnecting with your inner child and the things that actually make you happy and like things that give you that sense of purpose because you can be good at something but that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to pursue it full time um and I know we've chatted about this offline too but being then in this space of knowing that, okay, you recognize you want an unconventional career, you know where you see yourself fitting in, but you still went to college, which in a lot of ways is still a very, it's a system at the end of the day. And it's a system that really puts a lot of people for the most part in a box. So with your degree, what you studied, what did your journey through college look like from a career perspective? Um, And then how did that maybe impact your social circles? Because I know you said that like, you knew you wanted to do something different. I'm sure that must have felt isolating at some points, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad you asked that because like, I feel like I haven't been asked so much like, okay, so you had this degree, what did college actually look like? Like, what did that, what did those four years actually feel like for you? And yeah, I, I knew coming into college, I wanted to study something in the behavioral sciences. And so psych was always a major. I hadn't added neuroscience at that point as my major. And so it was psych. And then I also saw that as something that if I had very hard industry knowledge about something, I could also network my way into or eventually get my way into. Whereas with neuroscience, it's so, so, so knowledge dense and specific. And I would always find myself reading books about the brain before college. It was just like a summer pastime. Um, I would literally just get every book about like cognitive neuroscience or like the behavioral sciences in relation to the brain and just read it and I had this binder on like the brain and you know just take notes on it like literally as like a high schooler during summer vacations it was like it was its own thing and so I was like okay I mean, clearly I'm so excited about the brain and it's so new and I can apply it to anything and so that's where I added neuro it was my second semester of sophomore year I mean it was isolating because in my major it was like everyone did want to either they were certain right they were like no we know we want to become a doctor we know we're in this pre-health trajectory we know that we want to immediately like apply to grad school after and so it was that certainty that I think most people around me did have or if they didn't have it they left the major completely like I had friends I had a couple of friends drop neuro um and so for me yeah it was just like it was like I shared a passion with these students for the classes. So in that way, it wasn't isolating. But in terms of what would come next, I didn't know how to explain that to people. Um, and yeah, with like friend groups in college, I think it was like my my primary friend group, they were all kind of in different majors. And I think we met more through like, like social orgs and stuff like that. But even then, I... I feel like I was looking at what they were doing as kind of like a foundational base because some of them were in business and so they automatically did consulting. And so for me, I was just like, oh, okay, consulting is just something I can do. Um, And that's where my internship uh, the summer after junior year came from because I was just like, oh, everyone's doing consulting. Let me do consulting. Just 
you know, and, and that worked out pretty well for me in terms of how I got the internship and like the possibilities of what could have come after that. But I think by that point, I had already identified that I wanted to do public speaking. And so that's when I took the leap for content. It was the pandemic, really. I love that. Well, first of all, I really want to take a second to ad- like tell you how much I admire your courage to like in the pandemic start creating and I was talking to a few friends about this yesterday and something we talked about was how a lot of creators in the pandemic took creating to like the next step and really self-reflected on how they can make their own space because it was isolating right and it was a very isolating and scary time and so the fact that you had the courage to do that and step out of your comfort zone is so wonderful so I just wanted to take a second to thank you one for that and then also congratulate you because I know after you've had like a book come out and then you've done your TED talks and like conferences so like it took a while but you got there and I think what I'm hearing from you and that's really sticking with me and this is something that I wish some someone told me when we were just going through college and starting out and also what like the number one piece of advice I would give people that are going into college today is that even if you look at a major and you think you can't conventionally make money out of it, do it if you like it. Like if you like it enough, you will find a way to monetize it. Maybe if you don't, if you're a little scared, which I understand like a lot of, there's a lot of fear that goes into picking a super unconventional major, totally fair. Then back it with something that's more foundational because I'm hearing you talk about neuroscience. And now I know that a lot of your content, once I've consumed it, you guys should definitely go check it out. Is a lot of it is about like how the brain impacts X or how neuroscience impacts manifestation or whatever it is that you're talking about. And I see now that that's a niche that I've never seen fulfilled on the internet, which wouldn't have come if you didn't give yourself that specificity in education, which goes to show that at the end of the day, it's like, when you're taking unconventional career paths or conventional ones, you can't be putting yourself in the bo- in a box. And if you put yourself in the bo- in a box, then how can you expect others to not put you in one? No, I'm I'm really glad that you like mentioned the whole like yeah, even if you want to do something unconventional, like literally back it up with like a CS minor or like a business minor, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Because I I agree. I think in today's day and age, I mean, it's it's harder if you don't want to be on the internet. That's its own thing, right? Because now it's like not everyone wants to do that, and so I think it's like acknowledging too that maybe you don't want to be in the public eye or you don't want to be seen or you don't want to have like an online business maybe you want to do like like more labor tangible work and that's awesome too for me I the reason I was so confident no I'm gonna have neuro alongside psych and the reason I chose that is because I knew how heavily foundational it was I knew how heavily like um I don't know if compatible is the right word more of just like how applicable it would be to like whether I wanted to do consulting whether I was like okay I'll just do a master's and get into marketing like anything right and so yeah I mean I recommend that if you're in university and you just don't resonate but there's all these programs and options you have like I was blessed to have that at Virginia Tech where it was just a plethora of things that I could try um use that to use the system right because I think there's also all this narrative of like oh like screw the system screw the matrix use it, use it to your advantage, because if you're in it and you are, like, I recognize that I'm privileged. I recognize my parents, like, supported me through that process, and I'm always grateful for that privilege, um, but I recognize that I could use that to eventually, um, for me, college, I guess, was, like, buying time until I figure out what I wanted, and yeah, like, whether it's psych, whether it's neuro, whether it's business, whether it's, like, 
I don't know, humanitarian studies, agriculture, like you can literally create such a niche with it. If you do want to be on the internet, like I've seen all kinds of people on TikTok, like positioning themselves in the most like niche ways. And a lot of it is having that trust in yourself. But I also recognize the fact that that trust takes a while to build, right? Especially when you're in a system that you feel like is going against you constantly. When it comes in that headspace and maybe the insecurities that you might have developed along this way of building your brand and content and all of that, were there any moments where you were deeply insecure and wanted to just kind of leave it all behind, run away and be like, I'll just stick to the nine to five. Like, was that ever something that came top of mind to you? It's funny because it still comes up for me. And like, this is, this was in 2020. I would always uh, listen to Manifestation Babe. She, I don't know if you're familiar with Catherine Zenkina. She's, yeah. she's, I just devoured her content in 2020 back when I was starting. And she would always talk about this on her podcast where she was like, I want to drop my seven figure business and just, I, I, this is too much. I just want to get a job. I just want to, this is too much. And I want to run away from it. And something or the other would keep pulling her away from that. And she's like, I always knew it wasn't what I was supposed to do, but it was just like, my mind would want to run there. So to this day, I get that. And like, I also want to preface it with saying like, again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think when there's, again, I see all this narrative about people being like, oh, screw the nine to five, start your own business. Right. There's no right or wrong. It's what works for you. And I think for me, I know that that doesn't work for me because I've tried to put myself in that box for like eight years, like high school, like uh, internships in high school, all the way to college and even beyond that. And to this day, like I said, I have moments where I'm like, oh, am I just like, you know, cause like you mentioned, yeah, cool. I have some little milestones that have come up along the way. And, um, but on a day to day, it doesn't look the same for me on a day to day. It's just like, what are we creating today? What are we building today? If 95% of it won't be monetized, but you keep going. And so like, when you go through those motions, like right now me doing this in my hometown, I question everything. I'm like, okay, this is, what am I doing with my time? I should at least get a job so I can like monetize my time right now. Even if it's something I'm not like they use the system mentality. I'm like, I should be doing that. Um, and it's so funny because every time I even like, I can feel the resistance in my body. Like I know that my soul is like, dude, like focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Cause you've been given all these ideas for a reason. And so I'm just going through that a lot, but yeah, like the running away mentality has come up for me in a lot of ways. I think it's come up for me also in ways of like wanting to just escape to like another country and thinking like, oh, everything's going to be better when I'm in Europe. Everything's going to be better when I'm in Spain. I was convinced that that's like what made me happy. Coming back, I realized I was happy because I was distracted because it was just a shift in my focus. It wasn't like my problems had disappeared. Um, my focus was just different. I think it's, you try to run away from things that you think are the actual problem. And a lot of that process looks like putting onus of your problems on external things, not realizing that if you move, the problems are going to move with you. Because a lot of it is just internal, whether that's the way we think about it, whether that's like the way we deal with it. Um, And that's probably why you realize eventually you're like, oh, I'm distracting myself in Spain because you're like, oh, I'm in Spain and my environment is great now, but the problems are still the same. Um, And so it's really, it takes a long time to overcome that and put in the work to heal and heal right. And 
I've realized whether that fight or flight is innate or if it's socially learned or if it's um, something that you develop with time by yourself. So talk to me through the science of what running away entails or what this escapist attitude entails. Yeah, so when you mentioned uh, fight or flight, I think a lot of people tend to also see it in um, almost like a one dimensional or like through a single modality type of way where they think, okay, this one external stimuli happens and then my response is fight or flight. Whereas there's actually two models in psychology. They're both very long names. I always blank on the names, but I can explain the processes where like one of the modalities or one of the models is basically like there's an external stimuli and your brain recognizes it as a cognitive fear. And then therefore your body goes into fight or flight. And there's another model where there's, uh, there's an external stimuli. You already feel, feel the fight or fight in your body and then your brain recognizes it after. And so there's these different theories that two different psychologists have coined and they've been debated over the years of like, which one is first? Is it your bodily response or is it the cognitive response? And so I think with uh, with escapism though, when we're talking about running away, it's a matter of like, is it either of those things coming into play or is it something entirely different? Like, yes, with escapism, it is a matter of, I'm sure like fight or flight is going off. You're feeling unsafe. You're... Um, your limbic system, which is like more of your emotional system, or even your amygdala, which senses that fear, is like responding in all, all sorts of ways. But I think running away can also just like, from a more, I guess, less of a sciencey background and more of just like a cognitive like processing, it can just come from simply, I think, wanting to even like this idea of starting fresh. I think it's like your beliefs of what running away and what the outcome could hold for you, right? Like some people think that starting fresh is what they need and that everything will disappear. And so I think it's like also societally like constructed of what moving and like packing your bags, booking a one-way ticket would create for you. So it's like the possibility of the gap that it's gonna fill in. Um, so I think there's two things coming into play. I think, um, cause for me, like when I had all these escapism mentalities, there were definitely times where like, I could feel my nervous system was going off and that fight or flight were there, fight or flight response was there. But there were other times where I didn't feel that like heightened response. Like I wasn't really in that state, but I was still like, okay, nope, I'm just going to leave the country. And it was just a very like matter of fact thing. Um, so I think people, like I would just encourage people who are listening, if you're in that state right now to evaluate, like, is this coming from external stimuli at home or in my friend group or in society? Like, is that the response that's going off on a physiological level? Is it something that is fight or flight? Or is this something that like challenge your own beliefs? Is this just a belief that I've created that when I move to a different country, everything will suddenly be great and start to like poke holes in that? Like I really have started now to play devil's advocate with my own beliefs. So like sometimes I'll like get into a victim state or I'll get into the state of negative thinking. And then I'm like, okay, okay, pause, step out. And then I start poking holes in it and be like, okay, but, but what about this? Or would this actually be like this? Or, okay, you're really sad about this, but like spin it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to really more so challenge our beliefs rather than focus so much on how our body is responding because I think our body is a reaction whereas the decisions that we make on our beliefs is a response and so responding is what really is going to rewire our brain and shift those pathways no I love that and 
also that goes to show like bodily response or not if you run away from something you're not actually running away from it you're just waiting for it to get worse at a later time in life because one day you're going to sit down and be like oh wait this still exists and then that response or that innate reaction that your body has is probably going to be tenfold if you've been sitting on something that's just built up inside you for days or months or years or whatever that looks like one part of it is definitely like yes escape is right you need to play devil's advocate with yourself with yourself know where you fit in know where you don't fit in um and really stand up for yourself and shut down any negative thoughts or spiral spirals but the other side of it is also knowing what serves you and what doesn't fit like a lot of time i have a few um friends and this has been actually personal experience too the first time around that i started my podcast in 2020 it didn't work for me and there were multiple reasons that it didn't work and so when i decided okay i want to like shut this down for a second that was a good decision looking back now that that could have been looked at as running away but it was in another way self awareness of yes. i know that this is not the time now but i will come back to it later which yeah. i did and now we're here but that two year hiatus which a lot of people would look at as like running away is something that i think is also something you need you need to be considerate of because what i'm hearing you say is don't run away from things that you are truly really passionate about or your or you know in your soul are meant for you but if something doesn't serve you if still you think this is not where i fit in then i wouldn't really call that running away i would call that making a smart decision yeah well first of all i'm so glad you mentioned that distinction because that's not talked about enough and i see that happening a lot with like not even my own circle but i think also how people respond to other people's decisions like oh. and it's funny i have these conversations with my business coach too where i'm like i'll have an idea and I'll tell him I'll be like I know this isn't fear. I know this isn't fear. I just know so deeply within me this isn't the time. Like mm-hmm. I am certain of it. And it's not an excuse. It's not me running away. I just know this isn't the time. And so he'll bring it up and he'll be like are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure this isn't an excuse? Cuz that is an excuse too. People are like I'll do it at the right time and that sometimes comes from a procrastination mentality because of fear of failure and fear of whatever. So like exactly you have to see where that's coming from within you like how it's serving you is it coming from a fear response or is it coming from a knowing um i think that distinction like needs to be practiced more and that's really just a, a matter of developing i think like your muscle of intuition i always say that is just like a muscle you keep building it you keep building it over time i was going to ask um how have you gone through the process of pushing through even when you have those thoughts of running away with things that you know are meant to be your calling like public speaking or building your brand or whatever it is so i think here's the thing it's like it goes back to that deep knowing that i was just talking about with intuition it's like when the end goal of the visual the visual of it or the the knowing of it is so strong it's like no matter how many times i try and stray away um i'm randomly when i have these spider fight responses i'm like okay jobs linkedin scroll 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 apply 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 but there is a knowing within me of like i think my unfolding of my own story is going to be sooner than i expected it to and therefore i need to stay focused it's just like a a nudge that always brings me back or like if i'll share it with multiple friends you know i'll get different perspectives on it i notice how i respond to those perspectives i notice if i respond with like a oh, 
they're right, but I really don't want to hear that right now. You, your body knows, right? I notice if I respond with that versus if I respond with, no, this really isn't landing for me, like at all. This like really isn't landing for me. It's not that I don't want it to, it just isn't. Um, that distinction I've had to learn over time. And I think that really comes after trusting yourself. So it's what you were saying in the beginning of this episode, like that journey to get to a place of self-trust and like understanding what you need and what your end goal is. I think I'm, I'm not hundred percent there. Like, and I've been doing this whole freelance thing for like three and a half years, which in the grand scheme of things, isn't really long at all, because I know people who've been doing this for 10, 15 years and they're still trying new things. Um, but I think in terms of like not choosing escapism and actually sitting through it, I think the first time in my life I've ever done that is really this year after moving back home from LA and being in my parents' house. Because I think I've, I'm noticing certain recurring themes in my life. And I actually just made a personal podcast on this too. People are interested in listening, healing in your hometown. Um, personal recurring themes where I'm like, oh, wow. No matter how many times I try and run away from this, it's just keeps it's going. not gonna go away. And so, like, I and this is where it ties. In. There's so many like full circles in this episode. What I was just saying right now about you know, a few minutes earlier about uh, responding differently because you might react the same, but you're gonna res- if you respond differently, that's when the cycle closes. And so, all these recurring th- themes have been coming up in my hometown, and I get into that same place where I'm just like complaining, or I'm like, ah, oh, this again why this again and then I asked myself okay well then how do I respond differently and so then now I know that the lesson is to sit with all of these triggers let myself feel the emotions and know that I don't have to make any decisions or take action from the place of those kind of emotions and so I just sit with it for like a hot minute or like I'll go on a drive or I'll journal or I'll literally like have my bouts of like feeling and feeling without judgment because I used to judge myself too if I was like too angry or too triggered right and so feeling without judgment and then just knowing I don't have to act on it and knowing that like the circumstances are going to change the sooner I change and that is so much easier than done so like people are listening at home and they're like oh she's making it sound easier she's saying all the right things trust me I I know how hard it is because I've gone back and forth between hometown California hometown California um even India uh, for a month. So I know the feeling of when you come back and you're tested all over again. And like, the only reason I got comfortable with it this year is because this is probably now my like third time coming back home and living here for an extended period of time since I started moving out and living on my own. And like, it's the same theme. No, wow, that's powerful. And you know that phrase, it's like, you can't just um, stand there, you have to do something. I think I'm more adopting the mentality of, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stand there. That makes so much more sense. Sometimes you just have to wait for things to unfold, especially as someone who's very type A. It's very hard for me to just sit and do nothing. But sometimes you just have to watch the world do its thing and things will make sense. And eventually it will fit and it will feel right. And it's also that if you do things right now, or you treat yourself a certain way, you're setting your future self up for failure. And so right now you have to learn how to be kind with yourself and create that trust with yourself and create a space where you can really be and mold into whatever it is that you want to mold into. And I think that's why a huge part of that is, are you always running away from things even when you shouldn't be? Or are you getting fearful even if there is this knowing of, okay, the universe is taking care of me because if you're doing that then you're in your mind subconsciously creating triggers that don't need to be there 
that are very self-imposed. Um, and then that's how your external kind of um, insecurities turn more inwards. So then you realize you're 30 years old and you will realize that when you go to backtrack all of your healing and your trauma, that most of it is rooted in yourself and not other things, which is in a way, sure, like good because you have that autonomy, but it's also that those cycles didn't need to exist. Like that mm-hmm. learning wouldn't wow. have been if you were just more proactively healing as yeah, you go. I'm th- like, I'm so glad you said that because I'm just like, and with myself, I beat myself up over it because I come back home. I'm like, why the same side? Why? I thought I had, I thought I had the heal. It's bizarre. And I think that's also not talked about enough, like coming back and dealing with the same cycles. And I have um, one of my mentors who's a monk. His name is Swami uh, Chivananda. He was on my podcast for people who want to go check him out as well. Um, he said the same thing because I think so. I met him in 2021 and this was when I was in prime I'm running away to Spain like phase and so I would talk about that in uh the clubhouse rooms because I met him on clubhouse and we would always have rooms and we would just talk about all things in general spirituality whatever and he would he picked it up so quick for me he's like He's like, it doesn't matter if you go to Paris and you're sitting by the Eiffel Tower or you go to LA or you go to wherever. Like if you haven't worked through the things, the universe will put you back in the same place. You might be sent right back to Virginia to sit with it and work through it. And when he said that, and because he's been through the same experience. And so when he said that, I had this deep feeling inside me of like, Nista, that might happen to you. Like that might be you. I feel like he can pick up on it. And it's almost like a forewarning of like, okay. Um, and so I had that statement that he said always in the back of my mind for like two years after that, like to this day. And it's funny because now, like, I've been thinking back on it so much this year. I'm like, yeah, he was right. Like the universe will send you right back to work through the same things. Cause at some point you can't escape it. Or if you can manage to physically escape it, the same themes will recur in that location. Um, and so now I've, I've taken Europe off of a pedestal as much as I still want to go there. And I, I know like right time. that is an end goal for me and it is something I want. It's no longer something that I'm seeing as like, wow, like my life is literally going to do a 180 because I feel like I keep referencing to study abroad as my baseline for what Europe will be. And my mom always reminds me, she's like, Girl, study abroad, you had a host mom, you had your best friend who was your roommate, you had a whole group with you, you guys were in college, you had no responsibilities, you had to do nothing around the house because your host mom did everything. Um, And she's like, that's your memory of Spain. Like you were there for three months. It was like a safe haven. Everything was taken care of. You literally just had to show up to class for the credit and then you would just go out at night and party. I was like, that's so true. Because now when I go back, like, my experience will be different inevitably even if I like romanticize Europe and walking through the streets and I have these amazing travel-esque memories like what's happening when I come home from work at the end of the day before I go to bed at night as I'm like making my breakfast as I'm going to social events and I notice my closest friends are still here like what feelings are coming up then there will be a feeling of isolation there too and so like I finally kind of matured enough to like fully acknowledge and recognize that oh I love that I think this is such a great way to seal that journey of you growing and healing so much and continuing to do that. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable with me and sharing your journey. This has been such a great conversation. And I think every conversation, we've spoken like three times, so every time we chat, we chat, I'm just like, okay, this is another friend. If I do end up in New York this year, then we will definitely, we should do like 
weekly coffee. I Isha's episode is on my podcast as well. If you guys want to just listen to that conversations with Vista, Spotify, Apple podcast, but our podcast is really, really interesting. And Isha explains more of like her journey and her story there. And so if you guys like aren't familiar with that yet and you want to listen, just definitely check that out. Amazing. Well, I will see you guys soon. And thank you for being here again.